From the heart of the Nippy Radio Recording Studios, high atop 107 Columbia, where the trees are turning green and the weather is turning warm, welcome to this edition of your Nippy Practice Tips. Today we will be dealing with the proper foundation required for law enforcement officers to stop a motor vehicle, to approach a stopped motor vehicle, and other issues dealing with motor vehicles generally that you will at some point probably have to litigate either on papers or at a suppression hearing. Let's begin with stopping of a motor vehicle. There are two basic situations that justify law enforcement officers stopping a moving motor vehicle. The first is when the law enforcement officer has probable cause to believe the driver is or has committed a traffic violation. Secondly, the law enforcement officer has reasonable suspicion to believe the driver or a passenger in the vehicle has or is engaged in criminal activity. For example, a passenger in a car who appeared to be a person depicted in a wanted poster as a murder suspect supplied reasonable suspicion that justified the law enforcement officers stopping that vehicle. That was held to be proper in People v. Joseph, a First Department case from 2004. Another example, a police officer driving sees a defendant smoking what he or she believes to be a marijuana cigarette justified the stopping of that vehicle. That was held to be proper in 2014 in the case of People v. Ramos, also from the First Department. Note that in the Ramos decision, the court, in addressing the officer's testimony, wrote the following, that Rivera was not certain that defendant was smoking marijuana is of no moment, since the standard for a forcible stop is merely reasonable suspicion, not absolute certainty, or even probable cause. When a law enforcement officer is interpreting a VTL section in determining whether or not a defendant has violated that section, the ultimate determination that the officer made a mistake in his or her analysis of the defendant's conduct as a violation is not a basis for suppression of evidence which flows from that ultimately determined to be improper stop. The Court of Appeals in People v. Guthrie from 2015 wrote, This court has never held that a reasonable mistake of law cannot provide justification for a traffic stop, and even in the context of cases involving the apparent authority of a third party to consent to a search, our conclusions that a mistake of law could not establish a constitutionally valid search or seizure was based upon federal law, not state constitutional or common law. What we have held is that an officer's objectively reasonable belief that he or she has witnessed a violation of the vehicle and traffic law justifies a traffic stop, even when the officer made a mistake of law. In New York, as a general matter, the decision to stop an automobile is reasonable where the police have probable cause to believe that a traffic violation has occurred, even if the underlying reason for the stop was to investigate another matter unrelated to the traffic violation. This is what's commonly known as a pretext stop by law enforcement officers. And the quote is from the case of People v. Diaz, a second department decision from January of 2017. When a car is parked and an individual is seated in that vehicle, or when the car is parked but the motor is running, or even when a car is stopped at a traffic light, the Court of Appeals has held 
that if the police approach with no display of force, they are permitted to ask for identification if they have the requirements to meet the Level 1 DeBoer criteria. Since the vehicle is not moving and there is no stop being made by the law enforcement officers, it is not required for them to have reasonable suspicion of criminal activity or to have probable cause that a traffic violation has taken place. When the police run the license plate number of a car in their computer, they are not required to have any basis other than the license is in plain view and they feel like checking it. They are not required to have reasonable suspicion, founded suspicion, marginal suspicion, or anything else. Please do not confuse the requirement that in order to stop a car, an officer must have reasonable suspicion or the officer has observed a traffic violation committed by the driver with the officer's right to run the plate of a car, which is in plain view. There is no intrusion in running the plate. And the Court of Appeals has very recently just substantiated that relatively long-standing rule in People v. Bushi on May 4th of this year. If the defendant's motor vehicle records are found as a result of an illegal stop and used for other purposes, such as conducting an identification procedure, this identification procedure is not suppressible as the fruit of the poison tree. So held the Court of Appeals in People v. Tolentino in the year 2010. The court wrote, We reject the defendant's claim that the photographic identification should be suppressed as the fruit of the illegal arrest holding that only defendant's identity was obtained as a result of the unlawful seizure, and the photographic identifications were not an exploitation of the antecedent illegality, as defendant's photograph was obtained from a source independent of the unlawful arrest, and such identifications proceeded from the witness's independent recollections. Similarly, the DMV records here were obtained by the police from a source independent of the claimed illegal stop. As we've held in other cases, the policy rationale of the exclusionary rule would not be served by its application to identity-related evidence. There is a body of case law that establishes the criteria for and the propriety of certain roadblocks and other suspicionless stops such as trip stickers and DWI checkpoints. The Court of Appeals has made it very clear that any procedure used by law enforcement cannot have a random stop that is based purely on the officer's discretion. Rather, there has to be a primary programmatic objective by police that is clearly articulated in the case of People v. Jackson, a 2002 Court of Appeals decision, the court laid out the criteria by which law enforcement must be evaluated in determining whether or not a suspicionless stop program is appropriate. In doing so, they laid out the following three criteria. The gravity of the public concern served by the seizure the degree to which the seizure advances the public interest, and the severity of the interference with individual liberty. Now, in the case of In Matter of Mohammed F., the Court of Appeals noted that they did not question the gravity of the concern served by the program at issue, but concluded that the other elements of the test were not met, 
They found the program fatally flawed by the absence of a plan embodying explicit neutral limitations on the discretion of individual officers involved in the stops. In contrast to that decision, in the case of People v. Abad, the Court of Appeals determined that the use of trip stickers, or taxi livery robbery inspection program, did in fact pass constitutional muster. In these situations, the taxicab drivers voluntarily elect to have these trip stickers clearly displayed so the passenger and the police alike know that they are permitting the police to make random stops for safety checks of their vehicles. In Jackson, the Court of Appeals determined that they would be following the standards set out by the U.S. Supreme Court in the case of City of Indianapolis versus Edmond. Under this holding, the people have the burden of establishing that the primary programmatic objective, not the subjective intent of the participating officers, for initiating a suspicionless vehicle stop procedure was not merely to further general crime control. The court did not undertake to comprehensively delineate the kinds of particularized governmental interests for which suspicionless stops could be utilized. The court noted that they could encompass a smaller class of offenses where society is confronted with a type of immediate vehicle-bound threat to life and limb. Obviously, by this, we certainly consider DWI checkpoints to be within this criteria. For the case law authority for today's issues, please be sure to read this NIPTI practice tip and also see the companion NIPTI practice tip, Searching a Motor Vehicle and its closed containers. As always, our thanks to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi, Chris Bino. To all of you out there, be well and stay ready, my friends. 